Hello and welcome to Adam Analyzes. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. This week's episode, outside of being a day late, is one that I was unsure if I actually wanted to record about it or not, especially since it's a movie that didn't really do well in the box office. However, it's kind of more interesting now in hindsight with its release and its flopping in theaters. Just because it was a flop doesn't mean that it was all that bad, but then again, it wasn't necessarily all that good or great either. But we'll get into that in a little bit, and I think it's time we announce the movie. Starring Zachary Levi, Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu, Dijamon Hansu, Asher Angel, and Jack Dylan Grazer, this is the 2023 David F. Sandberg-directed Fury of the Gods. So, I almost don't know if I should do a plot synopsis for this one. It's kind of cookie-cutter superhero stuff, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. It's just that it doesn't do anything that is new or inventive with the genre, which isn't something I was expecting from this one anyway. Anyway, I mean, this one here is pretty simple. It picks up a few years after the events of the first film, and Billy, as well as... His extended family are back for this one, which honestly is no surprise. The first one made a little bit of money and was generally well received, so why won't you have everyone back? The general plot of this one is trying to stop the Daughters of Atlas from destroying the world, and it starts in Philadelphia. And since the Daughters of Atlas are Hespera and Calypso, with their younger sister Anthea, they seek out the magical staff from the first film so that they can become the new rulers over the realm of man. I think that's what they called it. It's been a while since I saw this one, but it doesn't mean that I haven't thought about it since its release. And it's mostly because this was a big giant bomb in theaters. So even though it actually left theaters, it's not really out of the news because for one, they spent a lot of money on this one and it doesn't really show to me. Sure, some of the mythological creatures look cool and they tried to make Shazam into some sort of big budget event type of summer film, a blockbuster. It's just that even when it has big aspirations, the film itself still feels kind of small, and I think that might be by design, because the first Shazam film felt kind of small in the grand scheme of things with the DCEU. And for me, that actually worked really well. I had zero expectations for the first <laughs> film. I didn't go to see it in theaters, mostly because it didn't look all that great from the trailers, and I was pleasantly surprised by it. I had somewhat decent expectations for the second film, however, it just is kind of is. There's nothing really special about it. I think the first film is a better film overall, and sadly a lot of the things that were great about the first film are somewhat lost, such as some of the humor, because here in the second one it kind of sticks out. Overall, or it's not to say that I didn't have a good time with this one, because I definitely did, it's just that it was a pure entertainment film, it had aspirations to be something bigger and better, and it just doesn't quite get there. I do like the fact that they I do like that they actually included a cameo from one of the Snyderverse superheroes, DC superheroes, but of course it is a Snyderverse version. 
since up until this moment, the Snyderverse still exists. That's not going away till the Flash film. And then, even then, I'm not entirely sure that it's actually going away. I know, Warner Brothers has made a mess of this whole thing, where James Gunn said he's trying to straighten everything out, and he has that 10-year plan, but we know that Warner Brothers is a very reactionary movie studio. And I wonder how much of that 10-year plan will actually come to fruition, especially if The Flash is as big of a hit as what they're expecting as I actually heard that The Flash has a sequel in development just in case. But anyway, that is a month or so away and we're not talking about that right now. But while I'm on the subject of Warner Brothers, this film should have been a hit in theaters. I don't see how and why it wasn't actually a hit other than Warner Brothers went and choked out their own success by letting James Gunn announce this 10-year plan and that the Snyderverse was essentially done. As I stated in past Adam Analyzes episodes, there's no reason why they couldn't have just used a fresh start without doing a hard reboot. But of course, when The Flash comes out, that will essentially just go and push the Snyderverse to the side. So even though that is a hard reboot, the universe there still exists, and if they really wanted to, they can revisit at any time. I don't think they will under James Gunn's lead because he wants to do his own thing, and I get that. As a person who is a wannabe creative, I totally understand that he wants to do his own thing. However, there was a built-in fan base, and that means that... Fury of the Gods had next to no chance to actually turn a profit or be successful because if the universe doesn't exist or isn't going to exist in a couple months, then why in the world would you want to watch a continuation of that? But this one also had some pretty poor trailers. The trailers didn't really do much for me, I just kind of saw it because hey, I enjoyed the first one. Fury of the Gods also has a couple other things not working in its favor, and that's the fact that this is not going to matter in a couple months after The Flash is released, and yet we're going to have a stinger that involves Shazam and the Justice Society, the one that was introduced in Black Adam. It doesn't really make sense, and I get that not everything is going to be reset and rebooted, but the things that people cared about actually are and that doesn't really fare too well for showing something like this in the movie. I kind of smiled at the whole thing for sure, but then I was kind of irritated as well. So I guess the big question here is... Fury of the Gods really worth your time even though you know that it's not really going to probably have a place at all in the ongoing DC universe since it's no longer the DCEU, it's the DCU. I would have to say yes, it is worth your time. For one, it's a fun movie. It's kind of a breezy superhero film. As I said earlier, it's not one that's really going to revolutionize superhero movies in general. However, it was fun. It was a fun two hours or so in the theater, and I didn't mind spending my time with it. It doesn't really have too many issues. It's designed to be a big budget blockbuster and they probably spent too much money on this one just like they did Black Adam, but I don't think it was to the extent of the overspending on Black Adam. That was more of The Rock's ego that kind of killed that film and probably killed the DCEU in general. But honestly... 
Fury of the Gods is still a fun film, and I would recommend someone to check it out, especially if you want something that you just can watch and shut your brain off, and it's not really too offensive or anything to anybody, so you can watch it with the whole family. It's just that there's not really a whole lot that you can say about the movie. It wasn't actually 100% good, and it wasn't bad either, and that's where I stated that it just kind of is. And it's honestly kind of disappointing because the first one I felt was a very entertaining film. I don't know if it necessarily needed a sequel though. Maybe we could have had a showdown between Shazam and Black Adam. That would have been fun to see, but The Rock killed anything that had to do with that. Black Adam should have had a Shazam cameo, but yet we never received that because The Rock's ego got in the way. And that's where a movie studio really should have put their foot down. They put their foot down any other time, but why in the world would they not put their foot down to The Rock? Because he's The Rock? I honestly hope that this is a sign of things to change as far as with actors trying to get what they want from a movie studio, but then again, I also don't want a whole lot of movie studio interference in any of the films that you can definitely tell that a studio interfered with. It also seems that superhero films are falling out of favor with audiences. It's not just a DC problem, it's also a Marvel problem. It seems that Marvel is having just as much of an issue trying to find their footing again after having a near spotless track record. So that would also be one of the issues with this latest film from DC. I know I didn't really talk too much about Fury of the Gods, and that's mostly because there's not a whole lot to talk about. Everything is exactly how you would expect a sequel to would turn out. It's not good. It's not bad. Again, it's just a movie that exists. If you have seen it, I hope you enjoyed it because it is an enjoyable time as long as you don't think too much about it. Shut your brain off and that's the proper way to enjoy this one. But I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? Tell two friends for that matter. Or if you have a free moment, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice as that will allow me to continue to create new content as well as reach new listeners. But with that being said, remember to always be kind and good night.